What is more absurd, this or flat earthers? It's Monday, January 4th. We made it to 21. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news headlines and all the gossipy hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, fellas? Woo! So good. 21, baby. Here we come. Yeah, man. Here it is. I guess. I like how well we're doing not saying so far. not yeah. 21. I, I know. I listened to your... You guys. Yeah, I listened to y'all's closeout of last year, and I tried not to say say it. I'll just I'll everyone say it that should way. try not to say it, or we'll or say twenty twenty Uno. There we go, twenty twenty Uno. There's all kinds that of works. fun ones we've been coming up with. I got my whole family rolling on this. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, this day in tech history, y'all didn't really find anything, did you? I didn't either. I didn't look. There's nothing big. It's not huge. Spirit lands on Mars. Oh. Or oh, wait, um, maybe it is because we talk about of space a big all the freaking time. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a NASA a NASA Mars mm-hmm. rover, uh-huh. uh, which was uh, I'm pretty sure built by Wallowitz on Big Bang Theory, land successfully <laughs> on Mars. Oh wait, that's that's right. When he crashed the Mars rover? What January fourth, two thousand four, bruh. Oh, two thousand four. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, a few years ago. I awesome. thought that was I thought that was pretty solid. There's there's that another is, one, the first handheld solid. scientific awesome. calendar, January fourth, nineteen seventy two. January fourth is a big day in tech history. Scientific calculators, so that you can uh, you can do some fancy math like Tyler. Oh. Although I don't think Tyler uses calculators. I okay. thought you said scientific calendar the first time. I was no. like, what is that? Cool. No. We we got more, bro. Luna okay. one reaches the moon January fourth, nineteen fifty nine. So two days after launch, the Soviet spacecraft, Luna 1, becomes the first to reach the vicinity of the moon. Vicinity of the moon, by the way, kind of just means Earth. But <clears throat> nonetheless, <laughs> I, think they did, I think they did a great job. Relatively Man, speaking. Guys, this, this continues to roll. Sputnik 1 falls. January 4th, 1958, after nearly three months in orbit, the first Earth-orbiting artificial satellite, Sputnik 1, falls to Earth. I actually didn't know that happened. How does that happen? Tyler, answer that question. Do we what, something we calculated to Earth? Yeah. Well, how do, gravity? Do we, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> have, they, have they calculated the trajectory when they send something up, or when they're watching it, and they know, you know, in 473 days, it's going to fall back into Earth's atmosphere, or yeah, does probably. an event happen, or does it run out of ability to, you know, correct itself? itself I, most, corru- yeah. Most orbits, you know, even the geosynchronous ones, right, are going to have some amount of decay. And decay, I believe, is the actual term they use for that. So it, over time, it is just going to get closer and closer. And at some point, it teeters off of something geosynchronous and actually falls to Earth. Yeah. So um, I, I would I would be surprised if it wasn't, quote, easy to calculate. I, I do super air quotes when I say easy because it may not be super simple, but it should be pretty straightforward. Um, and then, yeah, I'm sure some things literally run into space crap and, and that creates an issue. But I would think the bigger issue there is that when stuff's moving that fast, it's more damage than trajectory. Yeah. And then some, some vehicles uh, probably have systems that are designed to help keep them in their geosynchronous orbit. But you can imagine you have a finite amount of fuel. And I, I'm not talking about energy in this case you could use large solar arrays solar yeah get energy but that doesn't always give you a method for actually evacuating something so pushing something out which therefore pushes you in the opposite direction thanks newton and um, freaking newton (laughs) and gets back into orbit um they have some pretty clever i think ways of potentially doing that with more interesting future engines i would say but I, i would be surprised if small satellites had them or even large satellites that are super important that are old. Yeah. Well, here's some fun trivia for you. This should be on who wants to be a millionaire. I think it'd be a very, uh, no, you have to say who wants to be a millionaire. I don't have to now. Cause you did it. <clears throat> the, uh, so, so Sputnik one orbited for three months. How many orbits around the earth do you think that it did? Oh, bro. I should give you four answers here. For, you Thir- said three months? Three months orbiting the okay. Earth. So 1,310, 1,440, 1,510, or 1,000. 
Sorry, I was just doing some calculation in my head. So give me the numbers again. So 1,000, I heard the last one. Uh-huh. 1,310, 1,440, 1,510, oh. or 1,000. Okay, those are all pretty close. I was going to say it's in the 1,000 range, just knowing how many times around the earth per day and that, you know, there's 90-ish days in the, um, in, the, uh, in the month. So I was guessing, you know, 950 plus. I don't it is know, definitely nine fifty plus. It's, it's fourteen specific. <laughs> it's, okay, fourteen forty. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like uh, you know five or a thousand or five hundred thousand. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't reading a question here. I was making it up as I went. So you kind of have to give me a little bit of. Credit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the number, the actual accurate number, though, is fourteen forty. That's, that's how. That's how I did so well in school. I was working with. I just I, I knew the rough you questioned idea. Questioned your right? teachers the whole time. Is that, I did. That's I did. what you did. <laughs> You're like, your question is, is not good because you, all the answers are too close. You need to spread them out a little bit more so that my relative math can send me to one answer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, and I cheated off of Tyler, I which reminds me, works, so there was a, do you, you remember Nate falling asleep in one of our classes during a test? I think it was chemistry or something. And then waking up and still getting an A. That was me. I was that you? Oh no, that I was you. I that. Never yeah, it was me. Yes. And Nate was yes. behind me. You were sitting right next to me. That was right. That was you. That was, it was, uh, so for clarification there, I, I don't know why we had right. enough time to do that in that class, but it was in uh, high school. So we broke out high school, two years of high school, two years of senior high. Anyways, we had, um, uh, I forget what they call the schedule, but it was a block schedule. Our classes were an hour and a half long. So yeah. it wasn't, you know, those 45 minute classes, that was entirely too short for that kind of shenanigans. But uh, an hour and 45 minutes is plenty of time to take a nap and then get enough for it. a 20 minute power nap. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I was thinking Nate, because after that happened, we turned around and we were talking to him about it. And he told me his SAT score, which was like a 1440 or something. And I was like, get out of here. <laughs> get out yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tech topics for today. What happened? Are, are both y'all rich since y'all are both in cryptos? You guys retiring? My crypto is worth three times what it was, or actually almost four times what it was when I bought it. So uh, I could easily buy a sedan if I. There it is. <laughs> I could buy a pizza. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, no, the the gains are good, but um, no, I don't. I don't own enough of it. I didn't yolo enough money into crypto. Um, it would take one of the alts that I own thousands of. To That's what I'm looking for. for that to be uh, a thing, which would be great. I would like that, but I think it's XRP. Unlikely. Win so, your court case. Win it for there me. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> win, it, win it for all of crypto, please. Yeah. So I was reading an article this weekend that was talking a little bit about how as Bitcoin becomes more and more mainstream, um, gets adopted really as the winner, kind of like if you want to parallel it to Kubernetes or something like that, Ooh, that the alts will end up having more and more trouble uh, having and finding valuation. Do you see that? Do you feel that? I mean, y'all are way more versed in crypto than I am. Or do you disagree? I think I disagree with the premise of there being a winner. I think okay. so too. Yeah, that's, that's not really... I guess if you look at it at the surface level, there is this idea of maybe a winner or at least a market setting factor in, in Bitcoin. But when you look at crypto, it's like it's the underlying idea and technology behind it that usually drives what it is that, that makes some sense as to why you're investing. I don't know if Bitcoin's necessarily that because it's not really the best form of what it does. So <laughs> it's not the best form of anything. It's yeah, just the most popular. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I just don't know. I mean, I guess maybe, but the, the reality is, is Bitcoin is limited. There's a limited supply of what right. can be out there. And so as more and more people get it or over time, as we mine more and more of it, it becomes more scarce. So the, the value of it theoretically should just continue to climb. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think the premise throws me a little bit more so than the idea of a rise of another coin coming and doing something or it becomes super popular and it gets more problems. I guess as most things get more problem, pop, popular, they get more problems. So I guess I could agree with that uh, yeah, forefront. I, I, think I think the issue we see is whether or not the SEC or any government of government is going to try and favor one or the other to make there be a winner when there doesn't really need to be and that a lot or, of XRP. Or create something that is a basically governmental fiat like crypto right which which yeah. has always been a threat on the horizon and then 100%. corporate crypto for lack of a better way to say that you know you look at facebook and stuff like that they they're the part of the original 
community and idea around Bitcoin, of course, was that distributed ledger and, you know, creating trust where there is no trust, right? So there's some legitimate, interesting technological purposes for blockchain in general. The A lot of the altcoins were designed around fixing or addressing issues with the major popular coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, etc. Uh, some of them are faster. Some of them are do- designed to make sure that uh, fees don't go through the roof, right? Because one of Bitcoin's biggest problems is that moving it around can be very expensive, is very expensive at this point. The more valuable it is, the more popular it is, it actually sort of makes it difficult to move. Very few people want to move money for hundreds of dollars. And that, that happens sometimes yeah. in the network can also be extremely slow compared to to other options. So there are ways that people design it. What what's curious to me about it is that and and Aaron, you we've talked about this a little bit offline, right? It's you know, what what should I invest in? Uh, what coins should I be looking at? Some of them are technically very interesting. Uh, Nano has always been one that I thought was neat. It, it's a completely different approach to doing the calculations to to keep there effectively block lattice which is just a different design technically up to date and it's cool it's fast it seems to solve the the transaction problem very elegantly but would you throw money at it not necessarily because as far as i can tell especially when it comes to alts it is pure speculation 99 percent of the time as to whether or not it's going to become any kind of useful standard for something because it's really not worth anything until it's being used. So, uh, yeah. And I thought a lot about this and some of those questions I was asking was, um, you know, I think it's interesting conversationally, right? Not necessarily because I want to invest in it. Um, but there's, there's this like kind of third dimension of, I don't know that's the right way to say it, but there's this, there's this, um, external impact of, of hype, right? That's going to, that's going to drive valuation where you don't actually see real reason for valuation, just like what happened with Tesla, right? I mean, do you see that in some of the altcoins like Dogecoin? Dogecoin, Dogecoin's even better. (laughs) Um, Yes. I I think, yes. I mean, the answer is yes. When, when I made a little bit of money on altcoins in or just basically, it was 2017 when everything went crazy. I, last I remember time, right? that year vividly. It it was we got, we so got much updates. fun, but it it was <laughs> it was so much fun. It, but it was pure speculative garbage. I mean, you could literally see the pumping and dumping happening, and it was just like find a coin worth a penny, buy a few hundred of it, and then wait for it to go up to four pennies and sell it all. Like it was, but it was, there was no rhyme or reason. There was no, you know, research. There's nothing. It was just like, how weird. What's that? And then some of the real coins, some of the more serious things, which ironically, Doge became so meme worthy that, that it started to, like the developers actually made enough money to make it useful for some stuff. Isn't that the ridiculous part of this though? It's still a joke, right? Like it literally started as a a joke, joke, but. Okay. Yeah. Where stuff like what fun was a coin that they designed that coin to try to make something that would be useful for transactions and games. They had a target. They had a use case. They had a, you know, they they were trying to get microtransactions and games effectively to work off of the back of that. And and to my knowledge, it's still there. But I don't think that the gaming industry needed or wanted an alt cryptocurrency for that. Yeah. Even though it's actually kind of cool, and it might have been really neat or nice or useful to have it broadly adopted, the, yeah. you know your epic games, your steams, they're not they're not going to jump in from a marketplace perspective and say, "I'm backing this random altcoin produced right. in yeah, part yeah. of no, they're going to make their own if they're going to do anything. or they're going to do what your article is talking about, and they're going to uh, layer two on top of a functional blockchain, and they're going to make a service that basically runs off of Bitcoin's blockchain, but does some, and, and I don't fully understand that. Even reading that article that you shared, I layer two stuff, I get the concept. I don't understand technically how they're piggybacking on the blockchain, but adding functionality or solving issues on top of it. Yeah. And, and my understanding is that 
the the whole transaction, whatever they're doing, just gets baked into the blocks that are being um, confirmed on the the. This makes sense for Ethereum, and it makes sense for Bitcoin. It makes less sense for other ledgers. So I, I get I get lost a little bit on the the layer two and how it's supposed to just make altcoins. Sure. Worthless. I'll have to but, check it because you know I uh, love some layer two talk, but I haven't actually read the. Uh haven't read the article sent over, but I will check that out because now I'm interested. Yeah. I mean, my mind just kind of went crazy on it this past weekend in terms of like even thinking about the percentage of the global population that could invest, um, that even, even begins to understand what cryptocurrency is at this point. Right. Well, I think that it's important to note. I mean, if you bring that, I actually gave a talk at a financial conference years ago at this point. It's like, I mean, I think it was around 2017 where we were discussing the impacts that crypto crypto could end up having on just sort of the financial, the technological financial market in general. I mean, that's what this conference was. Mm -hmm. And most of my discussions were around other areas of the world where banking isn't available to people. We refer to these people as the unbanked. I mean, that's literally the term. Yeah. So the idea there that this decentralized way of having an asset that could be tradable on anyone's phone and they could they could deal in it was was something very compelling to the idea of say people in Africa who don't have regular access to most of the types sure. of services we do but for some reason they have cell phones, right? So like sure. but because of that they're able to participate in this where they never have been able to before. And so well, it, and the same yeah, that was kind of the dream. At least that's the way I saw the dream of, of, of the positive impact this could have worldwide. Or one next, of There's a million different things that could happen. Yeah. And what about the next generation that is maybe anti-banked, right? They grow up in a crypto world sure. and that's their sure. norm. Anyway, I, I think there'll be some of that, some but I think, I think like so many other things and I, just, I don't think the financial industry is that much different. It's all about ease and trust, right? So if it's easier to send money between people or pay for goods or services, then people are more likely to use it. This is actually, I think, a big problem with uh, Bitcoin in particular, not all cryptocurrencies, but but the other ones have such a low adoption that it becomes, well, think you can do all this cool stuff in an app. I can do that in Venmo today yeah. with fiat, which I, I understand the value of, right? And yeah. I'm not going to say I know the value, I understand it. And it, right. at the very least, you know, U.S. fiat money is far less wildly <laughs> speculative than than something like a cryptocurrency. But you're not going to go download an app, or more importantly, you're not going to get your friends and family to download an app to share money, yeah. even if it's more seamless or less expensive. Through again, just to bring it up, Nano. Yeah. Because why? Why yeah. bother? I have PayPal. I have Venmo. My bank actually is making this easier slowly because uh, yeah. the United I mean, States I, and the ACH. Yeah. But uh, it, it's uh, adoption is key. The, the key adoption the key doesn't just, just mean throwing money at it. It means using it. Yeah. Right. I, I, you, know, you mentioned two criteria there, and I agree with them wholeheartedly. So ease and trust. Ease is so far off right now. Um, yeah. It's it's way further off than owning an electric vehicle and trying to drive across the country where you have to yeah. take a specific route to to be able to get, you know, the electricity you need. This is so it's it's really the just assuming that that maybe happens one day. <laughs> the the trust factor is the key that a lot of people would point to. Maybe not as much here, but you, if you think about what a bank is, it is basically a third party that you trust. And yeah, so yeah. does the FDIC other party. insured, yeah, 100%. And so that's the thing that this does is remove the idea of a trusted third party. And in, in, in some areas of the world, either you don't have access to a trusted third party or you don't trust the third party. Right. And so that's the thing that it actually does help solve to some degree. Yeah. But, but, but trusting but I, the, the coins itself, the, crypto itself, and the ease is, is the difficult part. So, so unfortunately, I think the two are intrinsically tied to each other too, though. When, when you look at, and I'm going to use Bitcoin as the example here, because I think most people are going to be able to wrap their head around it. Bitcoin, it is not simple for most people to use it, right? Let's assume we fix that. And, and there is an but app it is that the easiest. everyone has. Uh, I disagree From with that. From a crypto perspective? No, no, no. It's, I don't think so. You think I, there's I, easier I, currencies? Absolutely. Especially if you're trying to spend oh. it, right? But, okay. but, but 
never mind that for a second. Let's just say, okay, Bitcoin is there. Bitcoin, you can Google easily. You can find out how to get a wallet. You can find out how to do the things. In most cases, you are not going to get your grandmother, as an example, to use something like a paper wallet or a hardware wallet that you own and you control and you have all the keys to, which means that in the Bitcoin space and cryptocurrency, you also have a bank-like institution, a la a market like Coinbase or, sorry, not Coinbase, uh, no, it's Coinbase. Right? Yeah, Coinbase is a market. Yeah. yeah. So co- Coinbase or, or foreign markets like Binance and stuff like that, you have to trust that they are going to be good stewards of your coins. And in the event that something goes catastrophically uh, astray, you're going to get access to them at the end of the day. Really good examples of this were the Mount Gox, which was one of the first marketplaces early on, which had a massive hacked event and a lot of people lost a lot of money and there is no government protection. They're not backed. They're not insured, right? Um, and then uh, well, I, I actually got caught up in one, uh, just a random one that I was invested in. Uh, what was the name of it now? It was an Italian marketplace. They ended up effectively, what they claimed was a hack, ended up being... Um, just gross failures on their part. And a lot of people lost a lot of crypto. So unless you're keeping it in a paper wallet, which is totally possible with most cryptocurrencies or a hardware wallet, which you can physically maintain access to as long as you keep your keys safe, maybe literally in a safe, then it's not yours. It's the marketplace. And you're never going to see broad adoption of something like Bitcoin if the only way to know that it is safe and secure where you're storing it is in a hardware wallet or a piece of paper in a safe because people don't want that level of shit to deal with, right? So it, it, there, are, there are other issues there. And because they're tied to each other, it, it's not easy enough to safely keep, store, and use all the cryptocurrencies, in my opinion, yet. So yeah. is what you're saying, I and mean, I'm not disagreeing with anything of what you stated, although it's an incredibly damning statement, um, <clears throat> is that the idea of a trusted third party will have to be instituted for crypto to flourish. It, so it, that it, whole, I think that's, that's already, a huge premise of the like proof's already the, in the value. Pudding. What, Aaron, where, where do you own any crypto? How did you buy uh, your crypto? You're looking at my portfolio right now. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero. Okay, I don't so know you own yet. none of it. But if yeah. you bought one today, where would you buy it? Uh, what do you mean? Where would I buy it? Through a. Through How a would you get your crypto? Oh, okay. Oh, so, with fiat so are, currency. I have to are invest. You, okay, but are you going to gonna store it in Coinbase or are you going to immediately move it somewhere else? Well, as I understand, I can use Coinbase as a wallet, but I've got other options for other wallets. Like right. you were saying, software is, or hardware Is that wallets. complicated or is it easy? It's complicated. That's great for adoption, right? Like no, on average, 14-year-olds for are going to want to buy something on Coinbase and transfer it to all of their other options for storing it. No, no I mean, that anybody sucks. that gets into this has spent <laughs> hours and hours and hours and hours and hours investing, you know, right. trying to Time, energy, to do this. literal How dollars. How do you protect yourself, right? And yeah, you're talking about- Do you trust Coinbase? Yeah, currency. Yes, I trust Coinbase. Why? Um, I don't know. So I'm a trusting person. That's great. I trust Coinbase so, so, more over over some of the others. I, but that's, and that's based totally on my research. Fair. And, and that's, that's totally fair. And and I'm not saying and, you and shouldn't trust. I, Coinbase holds some of my crypto too. But if Coinbase died in a fire tomorrow, yeah. I would lose it all. It's not yeah. mine. It's Coinbase's. I agree. If it, if Coinbase gets hacked, I lose my currency. Yeah. If Coinbase gets shut down by the U.S. government and they say you may not be a marketplace for cryptocurrency any so longer. So to that point, there's a, spectrum of, there too. there's a spectrum of trust, right? Sure. I don't think it's an on-off. It's not binary. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. So I, I would say I, I would have a lot of caveats in terms of I would only trust them with a very limited amount of funds. Um, do I trust them relative to these other marketplaces or these other wallets? Yes. You know, et cetera. Yeah. The conversation sure. is nuanced. Well, sure. it, and it's funny because this morning, it, this is totally appropriate because you, you were pulling up uh, Coinbase and stuff like that. I went ahead and pulled up my Binance account. Well, I opened my Binance account in 2016 or 17, right? It's not Binance US. 
And as a U.S. citizen, I can't use the non-Binance U.S. I actually have not been keeping up with everything that's happening there. Yep. I just got a notification that says I have 14 days to get all of my coins out <laughs> or I will lose access to them. So <laughs> it, this is a good example of regulation has it. changed. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's fine. I kind of knew this was going to happen at some point. And I don't have that much in there because I do have a hardware wallet. I, I use a ledger. Um, and I will, I will move it to that ledger. But there are some coins that I may not be able to move to the ledger. So I will have to find out how to either paper wallet them or, or get an alternative, right? Um, it, it, and my whole point being that Binance was actually very useful. And it, it's a super neat platform if you're trading, right? Their analysis engine is... Yeah. is Cool. But um, let me let me ask it, you another. It's, it's complicated. Oh, sorry, is my point? Yeah, agreed. And let even though I trusted question. Binance, it's it's no longer useful to me. Though the, at least the exchange that I'm in. So yeah. I, I suddenly have to get out. It'd be like USAA, my bank, suddenly saying, "Hey, you can't use this. Get your money out. Own oh, here are the fees. <laughs> yeah. You got you got two weeks. Good luck." So uh, I feel like I maybe opened Pandora's box by jumping into cryptocurrency at the beginning of this call. Um, we should get to some tech news. But last, last question I have here, um, I think I saw maybe Brian Beal was tweeting this out, uh, about how you, you're seeing some of the success of some of the alts because of the success of Bitcoin. And it's easier for people to take their Bitcoin winnings and convert them to other alts, for thus sure. driving the price up. Do you, do you agree with that? Do you, do you, do you see there's... I do. See the, because that's exactly what happened right. when I first got into crypto too. Well, when I actually got in and started playing around with the trading, we talked about it for years, my brother and I. But um, the, the the exchanges in particular, um, whether you're using Coinbase or or it's backend GDAX or you're using something like Binance, again uh, as examples, there are many other marketplaces. But it is so easy to convert a Bitcoin to an Ethereum, you know coin or or any of the other alts at that point so you can take your fund money your bitcoin earnings and you can throw it at what is effectively a penny stock and you can do it at the click of a button very 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 easily right um and what what i saw in 2017 was just that it was bitcoin screamed up to the fifteen thousand dollar mark or wherever it got close to the top and it was what's going to get pumped next and can i make any money on it and so you pick random stuff like stellar lumens or you know xrm or tron or you like you name it and and you're just looking at market capitalizations that are low but but reasonable and you're just waiting for the next hop it, i don't i don't think most people that are playing around with non-institutional dollars are doing much more than strictly speculating. Dang. Um, so talk to me about how on Coinbase, when I go to prices and I sort by market cap, the US dollar is number seven. Well, that's a coin. That's USD coin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out what in the world is... Okay. What is it's, USD it's, coin? It's called a... It's a stable coin. Uh, oh, okay. What tether would be another? Oh, one it's of those tied effects. to the U.S. Tied to the okay. US dollar. It is I was like, always this doesn't make worth sense one dollar. And, yeah, okay. and this is this is actually they exist because of the question you just asked. Okay. If it's if it's so easy to move Bitcoin earnings into an altcoin, then one uh, of the best altcoins to move it into that will be something tied to turning it back to fiat, which always uh, has fees and isn't always yeah, simple, yeah, 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 yeah. is to tie it to a coin that is one to one. Dollar. What are we going to learn today? Oh, yeah. So stable coins, <laughs> stable coins are really interesting, but the, the question there becomes, does the stable coin actually have enough, ironically, fiat backing to maintain its one-to-one -one valuation, or is it just an imaginary one-to-one? -one? We've got printers. Are, There's enough. <laughs> Money printer go, boom. Okay. All right, let's, I, let's hard pivot I, I, I know you want to move off of it, but I want to do okay. one final thing. And it's just real quick. Okay, it was fun. Uh, we were talking about the ease of doing, you know, transacting some of the stuff. So I wanted to look up sort of industries, places where you can buy things in Bitcoin because I, I, I've known it's possible for a while. I remember when Dish Network sent me a message and they're like, hey, you can pay your bill in Bitcoin now. And that was like four <laughs> years cool. ago. So um, there are roughly, so there's a, I'll name the industry segments. Uh, there's 120 plus stores. There's, there's roughly 10 to 15 in each category that do it. So jewelry and watches, services and intermediaries, food and beverages, 
banks and payment services, ironically, um, online shops, travel, hosting, and cloud services, and then it says slash VPN, I guess just because some of these are specifically VPN services, gaming slash gambling, software and hardware manufacturers, clothing and handbags, movie industries and theaters, uh, charity, and then automotive and services. Wait, what's so this a list of again? I'm sorry. This is just a list of the different industries with which you can pay directly with Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Specifically Bitcoin. Vending machines. Because you were asking the question about which one's yeah. easiest to pay with. Um, and, and Tyler had, had mentioned maybe some others outside of Bitcoin. So I, think, I, I know I of Bitcoin. I I think Bitcoin is the easiest to pay. You, you have I the most options. I, I think Bitcoin has the most options. That doesn't make it the easiest platform to pay yeah. with. There, mm. there, sorry, there are different things there. That statement, it, there's depth. But yes, I, now yeah. I, if you're looking for strictly how many places will accept Bitcoin, I believe that that will absolutely trounce the alternative. Which is the way I took the question because I feel yeah, like the availability is what I see. So I, I understood not, not that the differently. Technical implementation of it, right. if that's what you're referring to. Well, well, technical implementation, but also, you know, what what do you, the user, have to do to to give Aaron a, a Bitcoin? Right. Um, some some of those things are going to be different and they're going to have layers of that. I mean, well, let's say I had a Bitcoin, lot of them are similar. And I go, if I know your wallet number, I can send you money in Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's true of most cryptocurrencies. But well, if I have if I have Bitcoin and I go to a vending machine and I go buy a Coke and it says point zero 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 one Bitcoin or whatever it is. Sure. Is it wouldn't that be that easy? It just says input your your wallet address and we'll take your point zero whatever. Well, n- no, not necessarily, right? Like you would need to know its wallet address and you would yeah, have to go sure. into your transfer. Well, see, but that, but that right there already is more difficult than a credit card transaction at a yeah. vendor or even sending your friends money in something like Venmo because I don't have to know your wallet ID. Yeah. I just have to know your name and I have to make yeah. sure that I'm clicking on your profile. Those are the things that don't exist in the crypto space you. at scale yet, which is... I know Aaron Bewley's name. I know this is his profile. I'm going to send him money using Bitcoin. Well, they make sense. They're just not broadly adopted. Yeah. Well, we were talking about grandma. And yeah, grandma's exactly. going to use what's available. And uh, grandma's anyways, not going to take I, a Bitcoin out. Uh, you don't know that. My grandma might. My grandma's pretty advanced. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so all right. I just want to name a couple of them. Like Overstock.com works with them. Subway. So you can go buy your sandwiches with Bitcoin <laughs> if you want. Dude, uh, Subway dish, lost me, man. I had mentioned AT&T. <laughs> Etsy. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can get stuff off Etsy. So, I don't know. It's pretty, wrong. Can, like, they've gotten pretty a lot common better. names that you can go out and you can, uh, you can do pretty easily. What I'm interested in is seeing is that Newegg can do it, Rakuten, Overstock, no Amazon. Hmm. One thing that they don't do. So when they do, you can also pay Bitcoin NFL players in Bitcoin. You can pay NFL players in Bitcoin now. I know. Yeah, that's you can awesome. pay, only up to half their salary though. So only oh, seven. Okay. If only I could negotiate that a year ago, I'd like half in Bitcoin. Are you kidding? Like yeah. all over that. You want to talk about speculation? Figure out what you can live without and just roll the dice on getting paid that way. I want to know <laughs> how he determined the uh, the agreed upon price and when that was paid out. You know so there, I mean? was, uh, like there a, was like more a stock RSU kind of a story. Question. Yeah. Yeah. The, the depth to that story was actually that he didn't physically get paid in Bitcoin. He basically invested half Ca- of cash it. and got it. Invested. He took half of it. And, and <laughs> that's not as fun. It. There, oh. there was more details to it. There's some partnered company that's working with them to do it. So it wasn't quite as, oh, NFL pays player in Bitcoin. Uh, okay. And the NFL released a statement and said, we pay all of our you know, players the same way. They did not get paid in Bitcoin. Okay, that's it was done through a partnership with someone else to basically convert their, you know, half of their salary to it. So Thanks for keeping it, it, it one hundred, Russ. It was less juicy, but it was fun. Yeah, that time, isn't as juicy. Sure. That's true. <laughs> okay, so speaking of Etsy that you mentioned four and a half minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, that draws me to what were the top stocks of twenty twenty? And I'm curious if y'all would have named any of these. You probably would have named the Tesla top. for sure. Yeah, yeah I exactly. wouldn't have named Etsy. Well, so I would not this have is, named Etsy. NVIDIA, I could this see. Is, well, let me sure. clarify. This is the top stocks in the S&P 500. S&P 500, yeah. Right. And so then the comment here uh, is if you had just invested in the S&P 500 on January 1 and then looked at it on December 31st, you'd have a 16.3% gain. Yep. Not bad. Okay. This is why but people top, like ETFs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's so not even top, a good ETF. It's just the S&P 500. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're looking so number one, Tesla up 743% on the year, Etsy, 302%, NVIDIA, 122%. NVIDIA made some big moves this year. 
Oh yeah. Um, so that was, that was good. PayPal up 117%. Could speculate on some of the reasons why behind that. Um, L brands and Albemarle. I don't know what L brands and Albemarle. What are those? Uh, L brands know. is, uh, apparel, right? Um, brands. is that, uh, what is Wikipedia? Saying? Yeah, there you go. It's apparel. Yeah, it's apparel, but like, I don't Limited. know. Limited. I couldn't think of the, the word. So there's... Um, oh, Bath and Body Works, Victoria's yeah, Secret, Victoria's and Pink. Secret. Okay, that's why I don't know L Brands. It's <laughs> 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 like, so Never mind. Formerly Lane Bryant, <laughs> Abercrombie & Fitch, The Limited 2, Structure, Express. Oh, yeah, these are all places I've never been in, so that's why I didn't know that. Uh, anyway, what's L- 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 Album Earl? Uh, I used to know that. I don't, I don't know why that's sticking in my head. But Look they do an I. Uh, that might have been the wrong way to look at it. It's <laughs> telling me every yeah. town and, and person. Use Google. Don't use any other search. Global Specialty <laughs> Chemicals Company. Nope. That is not what I thought they were. Fine chemical mm. manufacturing company based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Maybe they make hand sanitizer. Now I want to know why. <laughs> Maybe what so. What did they do? Yeah, they created COVID nineteen. Oh, jeez. Element bromine. That's not news. Okay, we don't have time to look into that. What yeah, else? Nope. You got? Not, not, we're gonna okay. bring that up okay. next time. I, I want to do two things. Talk about that? Okay. No, I want to do two things before we close this show. One you're is I want to go. I want it's it's ten forty five. Yeah. <laughs> One of which is going over this story that I have not put in the one note that I want to bring up because it's incredibly <sighs> interesting and I feel like Bewley's really going to resonate with it. The the next one is going to be also related to Bewley, and I want to get a reaction to War Games, but we're not going to do that yet. We're going to do this story first. So everyone here knows that 5G is what caused COVID and is a big part of the spread, I assume, at this point. <laughs> and because of that, and no one seems to believe it for whatever reason, I don't know why, conspiracy theorists have come up with a schematic drawing of a 5G chip that they claim is being implanted into COVID-19 vaccines. What? Oh my God. Yes. They're taking this farther? Oh, I Did mean, they expect it, anything less. I mean, someone, like? uh, well, here, I'll steal the share. Do people and, like this uh, just double down like every time? Like, just doesn't matter what happens. You'll, you'll have to down. give They're me human. Sharing. Of course flat, they do. Flat earthers here. just double down every time. I'm putting, I'm goal putting post it in the moves all the way to the moon, man. All right, it's in the chat now that I've shared Not it. A flat moon, can by see. the way. Yeah, so legitimately, the thought is now that the 5G chip is being put into the COVID-19. Wait, why is this vaccine? on guitarworld.com? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, it's, I have not. Oh, it's, it's on the size Twitter. of a guitar amp. Oh, oh, oh! That's why. No, 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 no. Oh, it <laughs> it's is related. They stole the. <laughs> so it's. It, oh my gosh! Oh, this is this just got it's way the better. Schematic, it's the electrical schematic oh for the Boss Metal gosh. Zone, I guess, pedal for it's a guitar. Yeah, the guitar pedal. Yeah. It says, it, no, scroll down, scroll down. There's oh, a Twitter post about it. Awesome. Oh, this is this is hilarious. It says here in Italy, people started to share this figure, claiming this is the diagram of the 5G chip that has been inserted into the COVID vaccine. In reality, it is the electric circuit of a guitar pedal. And I believe that putting it in COVID (laughs) vaccines has been an excellent idea. That is an excellent idea. My favorite part of this is that any one of those independent units in the diagram, any one of them is larger than you could fit through a needle. You can't get resistors that damn small in no. Hey, Dad. stop with your science. All right. This is the problem. We have identified it and now we know how to handle it. Just get That's rid of amazing. All of People is, are amazing. Insane. They okay. are absolutely but we insane. love them because they we need to go bring retweet us this, this content from the TVP account. Oh my god. Everything gosh. about it. If is you great. could make it small enough to put it in a vial. Guitar pedals wouldn't be that freaking big or that shape all the time. <laughs> you don't know that. Guitar I do know that. They'd be lighter at the them. very least. What do you know about guitar It could pedals? be the exact same shape. It would still weigh one tiny fraction of that because it could be air and then apparently a full 
circuit board. I'm sorry, Tyler. Are you of... a 5G expert or a COVID expert? Which one of those are you? <laughs> oh I'm done with gosh. this. This conversation is over. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm physically angry <laughs> right now. I don't even know okay. what that means. So now that we have we have solved that mystery, it's <laughs> uh, so bad. It's unbelievable. No, oh it isn't. Gosh. That's what's sad. It's sad. The word is sad. It's sad Hold that on. people I... think this. It's sad that people believe this. It is hilarious, but only because it's absurd. What is more absurd, this or flat earthers? Oh, stop. Both. both. They're both. equally you, absurd. Spectrum, they're, both, they're both off the spectrum. I mean, it's both. Mm. both. Okay. <laughs> All right. War games. There was an event that took place, which, by the way, is a pretty cool little idea. You know, I'll say flat earthers. Actually, I will pick one of those two. I will okay. say flat earthers. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I was actually going to say flat earthers as well because, like, come on, bro. Yeah. No. Yeah. Zero credit awarded to either group. <laughs> you can't get less real. At least, dude, at least this is a real thing. At least they're talking about a real thing going into another real thing. They're Flat things are real, Aaron. Two-dimensional <laughs> space exists. It's okay. just not Earth. <laughs> All right. What, do you, what is it that you want from me for War Games? I finally I saw want... it. It's a great movie. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm looking for is the reaction. Great movie. Is it, is it loved... something that and, – and did your kids watch with you? So I think it's – no. My, I watched it. So we did a watch party, as you saw, right? You participated there at the end. Last, last 15 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. I think we kicked it off at like nine o'clock or something. Um, so it would fun, work with way. Australia time zone uh, for Kieran as well. So And so that way all the kids would be down. But anyway, my wife fell asleep like 20 minutes into the show. <laughs> she, had some pretty, she had some pretty funny comments, but she can never stay awake uh, for a movie. Um, no, it's, it is it is absolutely a must watch um, for for people in IT, for, for technology nerds, I'll say just in general. Um, a lot of references, a lot of cultural things, a lot of, Hey, that's crazy. I remember that. Yeah. Um, even my wife was calling out things like, Oh, tab, you know, or, or different stuff like that. Right. Um, just kind of a generational feel and, and what it was. It was interesting to see Matthew Broderick as like, yeah, I don't know. He looked like he was 12 or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's supposed 12. to be passing as a, yeah, as an 18 year old or, or I guess. Yeah. Anyway. No, it was a good movie, man. It was interesting. Um, what I really liked was watching a movie that way through the tele... Uh, what is it called? Telepresence? Uh, yeah. What is this? The, I don't know what it was called. The extension, extension although here. it keeps sending me notifications. Does it? Netflix yeah. party? Whatever they called it. Yeah, Telepresence. I think it was bought by Netflix. Um, that was really fun. Yeah, I, I thought the idea of it was great. In fact, it's my friends and I have sort of been trying to solve a similar-ish type of problem, although yeah. we use voice usually, and that is to watch a stream of like an esports tournament and be in sync while we're watching it. Yeah. We've actually largely solved it. Like if I stream something through Discord, yeah. then everyone is seeing it at the exact same time. It actually works really well. So that ended up being pretty cool. Uh, pro tip for anyone out there. But so... I, I am sort of biased in this regard because, and you can ask my wife, I absolutely just love the 80s in general. But yeah, for me, me too. War Games is like a movie that I will ensure that Kate sees. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. that level of movie for me. I absolutely love every aspect of it. I'm so glad you also liked it. But this, this goes a little deeper. Well, now we have inside jokes about it too. Right. Because we were trying to catch like, for some reason, every, every time there was like some code or pattern or like blinking light thing, you know, or, or numeric keypad, you know, I was typing it in the thing and I was like, okay, I think it's five, 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 seven, seven, seven. Nope. It's, you know, it's four, 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 six, six, whatever. <laughs> and then we'd pause it and rewind it. <laughs> somebody, somebody joked about it. And I was like, don't joke about stuff with me. I will do it. That's, that's, uh, and I, yeah, I said that. Was, yeah, exactly. you rewound it. And I was like, you can't say that stuff around Aaron. There's no control. Yeah. <laughs> Who put that on the teleprompter? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah and then it was just funny because we zoomed in to figure out what it actually was and that the, the abc is on the right instead of it doesn't it's not four across it's a three by three by three or whatever um that doesn't make sense that would be three-dimensional anyway that uh that it just immediately zoomed in right after we got past that part and we never should have done that but anyway it was funny well did you, you said see, it goes deeper though you have questions it, it, yeah well not questions about the movie but did you see the article that Kieran, I think it was Kieran, shared with no. us 
I didn't read it. I, I okay. opened it and then I got distracted. Um, one of my kids so wanted to hang out. It I is a long down. article. So if you mm -hmm. do want to read it, you may have to do it in sections or just <laughs> carve out some time on your calendar. Yeah. I read every word of it. Uh, so tell me about it. What did it, was, what did it do? So what talk about? the premise of, so what it's talking about is real world events that basically were very similar to what you saw in war games, but more from the opposite direction, meaning more from Russia's perspective. Mm -hmm. So Russia created a software that it ran, that it was trying to pr predict a first strike. It was trying to understand behaviors that we, the U S were doing in order to understand if we were going to strike first so that they could actually strike first. And it was very finicky is the best way that I can put it. And we were actually running a drill that looked like abnormal behavior, but it was a drill between oh. us and NATO. And we, it was a worldwide drill that we were doing. And Russia didn't know it was happening? And Russia did not know that it was happening. And it turns out, and you're just- What year was this? Was this in the 80s? 1983. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, <laughs> the height of it. And so it's, it's crazy because- it turns out that Russia was incredibly paranoid about their world position, meaning they were unaware of any advantage that they may have had in the nuclear arms race. And so because of that, and because they basically did not trust anything about Ronald Reagan, they, they felt like his whole plan was going to be about launching a first strike against them because they felt like he felt like he had an advantage and he just wanted to just go end everything right then. And so they were sitting there very paranoid. They created this system to give them early warning detection, which it did. <laughs> and it almost set off a nuclear war. And the only things that potentially prevented this was the actions of sort of a mid-level officer. And it doesn't go into real details about what those are. But the main one is, is that their leader, their head honcho leader was sick, like deathly ill. And he was the only person who could authorize the strike. Oh, and so awesome. he could not authorize the strike. And that's how close we were, potentially were to Jeez, having a dude. nuclear war go. And what's amazing is... In 83? Yeah. Reagan yeah. eventually wow. found and out I was born this. and everything was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reagan found out Tyler was born. And from there on, everything was handled better. No, what happened was Reagan found out about their level of paranoia and about the events that almost took place. And he actually ended up changing his rhetoric towards Russia to not be quite as, I guess, aggressive towards them whenever he would speak in public. He wouldn't call them like hell on wheels or something. He just, he changed it to make them feel less paranoid about him uh, in order to to sort of, you know, not have them sitting on the edge of their seat as much, which is pretty crazy. And that was the same year that War Games came out. Yeah. That's Even wild. more crazy. So yeah, it's uh it's an incredibly cool article. You will read through all sorts of crazy stuff in there. Uh it, just things about Russia in that time period are incredibly interesting to me, the Soviets in general. And so I, I found the article incredibly interesting. Maybe we can reshare it um on uh the Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go retweet it. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So uh, thank you for the share, Kieran. Absolutely. It was incredibly relevant, uh, and I loved it. But yeah, I, I haven't finished reading it yet. I started to, and then I keep forgetting to go pick it back up. But uh, I probably got you know a good page or two into it, and uh, it was it is really interesting and well written, detailed, very good stuff. Yeah, there's uh, there's one I want to talk about maybe on the next one. Uh, Graham Barker tweeted to us notes on technology in the 2020s. Yeah, that was also really good. I've, I've read about half of it. I think we oh, should okay. go through it for sure. Energy. Yeah, let's, let's hit that one on Wednesday. Transportation. Can, that can be like our that. homework. Space. Okay. Space. Cool, man. Good stuff. Awesome. What else, anything here, urgent? Guys. Okay. I don't Welcome think so. It. Nothing urgent that I can Jack see. Jack Ma is missing. Dude, actually, that, that is crazy. So he's, yeah. he has disappeared from public for two months on the heels of criticizing oh. the Chinese government, um, which, uh, it, one, is very interesting um, in general, right? But then also this idea that uh, you know one of the world's wealthiest billionaires could potentially be disappeared by the regime is quite 
fascinating to me. Yeah. Also could be resourceful enough just to disappear on his own accord. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I think until we see what, what actually happens of this, it's, it's all speculation, um, no doubt, but th- it, it's still, it's fascinating that he has, uh, not been present since his criticism was public. Yeah. What do y'all think and about this one? Now uh, that we Google have fake work? faces. He could resurface anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> As anyone. Mm-hmm. That has been Except one of the, me, I didn't sell so, my face. Reflecting on uh, kind of how last year went, that was one of the things I was thinking about, um, how cool it was for us going through this show that we started in April, things that we talked about, things that started to bubble up because we're, we're always kind of hitting on, well, sometimes it's not necessarily the absolute latest, but there's, there's these little weird trends that pop up or weird anomalies that end up becoming bigger things or stories then break open. That was one of the, the, the more fun things about this podcast um, was kind of recognizing and being able to follow some of that stuff. Um, some of the, like the, the, the craziness with um, kind of all the antitrust stuff and with TikTok and with uh, one of the things I was thinking about when, I, when this came to my mind was us talking about that helicopter we were sending to Mars. And then I saw, I found one of the people, um, there's a lady, Aaron, something or other, that was talking on Twitter how she was going to be the one that was going to fly it on Mars when it landed. And it's landing in like 39 days now. We were talking about it, you know, at the, the middle of the year or the beginning of the year or something like that. So it's been cool. It's been fun to kind of come along on these journeys and then hopefully potentially find some of these people on Twitter and bring them on as these stories grow um, and come to Absolutely. fruition. So it's yeah. interesting. It is. It is interesting. Lots of very cool stuff out there. That's honestly probably still developing, and we'll still be following up on. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's always fun to come back to. It, it is amazing how much information we we end up uh, kind of trolling through in the show because we'll bring up stuff that we've touched on in the past, and I will have completely forgotten about some of it. Right. Like I, as a good example, the when Hyundai uh, lost or, or bought Boston Dynamics. Like the second time I saw that, like three to six weeks later, I was like, wait, what? That happened? And we yeah. talked about it, which is scary for my brain, but also really interesting. It just, there's so much and it's, it's really fun to talk about it. Okay. I guess shut it down. That's enough. Yeah. For today. No, that's it. First episode of uh, 21. We're going to keep it up. 2020 Uno on the books. TBP coming at you hot. And on that note, we are bringing another Tech Breakfast podcast episode to a close. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you've got anything that we missed, anything you want to hear us talk about, you want to come join us on the show, as always, reach out. Let us know. Keep the news coming in. We love the tweets. We love having other people's content to talk about. And uh, I'm even getting into some of the homework style. Welcome to 2020 Uno. Whoa, there's a coffee cup with my face on it and TBP on the front that Aaron just showed up on the screen. Yeah, that, I'm that's so excited from right now. That's from Kieran. I didn't oh, realize it had our faces on it. I didn't it. know. I knew it, it, had it, it, was a, it was a secret on the back, but I, I just I stare at it every single day. I got to wow. show you. Wow. <laughs> and I got Can't a hoodie for Christmas that has Tech Breakfast Podcast logo on it. Uh, I'm not wearing it today, but it's close to my heart, literally in this case. Anyways, thanks, y'all. Peace. Later.